You're listening to the Healing Rebel podcast brought to you by the Neuroplastic Functional Institute. We're founded in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. That's the Neuroplastic Functional Institute. You can find us at nfiheals.com. That's nfiheals.com. My name is Lauren Maloney-Geffert, and I'm the executive director of NFI. I'm also the developer, after 43 years, of a technique called neuroplastic functional training. Neuroplastic functional training is comprised of three things. It's comprised of neuroplasticity, kinesiology, and life education. So let me just tell you a little bit about neuroplasticity before I introduce my guests. So neuroplasticity is the phenomenon that the brain can change itself based on mental intention. That means what we think actually affects physiological changes in our brain, in the structure and the way that our brain functions. And, in fact, what we think changes our brains. Kinesiology is the study of human movement, and what we know for sure is that when people move, that also changes their brain. So it's kind of one-stop shopping to put these two things together, to be able to be moving and learn how to do something that neuroplastic functional training teaches you, which is to map. Now, the third piece is life education. And we added life education because what happened was, as I was developing this, I found that there were obstacles to healing. Some of those obstacles had to do with paradigms that were mapped. For example, if you're a spinal cord injury person and you have been told there's no way you, you can recover, it's going to be really difficult if that's a very strongly ingrained map to go ahead and begin a process that is saying, hey, if you connect your brain to your body in this new format, in this new opportunity, you actually have the potential to move based upon how you approach the work. So what we have, what we're doing now currently is we're operating by giving classes to people and people come into the classes and what they do is they begin to learn how to map in a, what I call a life-size way. So they come in, they come into class, they're going to move, they're going to use neuroplastic techniques to be able to gain self-control or self-regulation over their brain and create change, create outcome. But they do it in the context of moving. And the, the input that they're going to use to be able to make changes is based on sensory input. So it's based on seeing, saying, and doing. And we're going to design the input while we're moving to put it into the brain to create an outcome. Now, to discuss this and to discuss the effects of this, I thought it would be fun to have somebody who's just started the process and then somebody who's been in the process for like a year and a half and to talk to two people who can give the listeners some information about what the process is like to go through and what kind of outcomes are achieved by doing the process. So with me, I have Anne-Marie Dieter. Hi, Anne-Marie. Hello there. How are you? Great. How are you doing? Good. So you've been doing this process for a year and a half. I have. 
And also, I have Bray Poor from New York City, who's here for a week-long intensive. Hey, Bray. Hello. How are you? Great. So I want to just find out from you guys what your experience has been going into this cutting-edge technique to be able to connect the brain to the body to improve function. So uh, let's start with you, Bray. So you've come in and you've been here a week. And what kinds of things have you had as experiences just being exposed to this work? Um, it's been incredible, sort of. It's uh, The compression of, of time and experience is hard to track in just six days. But I started, I got here whenever uh, at the top of the week, and I was sort of thrust into a class, and I just did it. I didn't really know much about the technique, and I didn't know what I was getting into, but I was fully game and, and had seen a lot of success uh, in my wife and in my daughter. So... Oh, your wife and daughter had done the technique? My wife and daughter had been here and had had um, a really positive experience. So I jumped in, and it was definitely hard to wrap my brain around uh, at first because th the first thing I did, I think, was a class, like an exercise class, w without a whole lot of warning or preamble explanation. or explanation. I just sort of jumped in, and um, uh, it, it felt like I kind of knew what was happening. It was an exercise class, sort of, and then there was sneakers, and there was some music, and there were some people <laughs> in workout clothes. And then, but, but very quickly, I realized that's not really what's An happening. Undercover brain yeah. class. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's like a yeah. It, um, and and uh, I the the without getting uh, into a lot of the details, the techniques that are being worked on in the classroom in a physical way involving movement then get reiterated and reinforced and explained and pulled apart uh, in classwork, mm. in, in verbal board work involving um, definitions, back and forth, questions, clarifications, and then going back into the dance class, sorry, not the dance class, but going back into the movement classes, suddenly that classwork that we, I was doing in other places where... Uh, uh, where I was sort of like trying to understand concepts, suddenly those concepts were coming to life in my body in real time. So you're making application with them. So I'm making application uh, that I hadn't done even the day before. And then certainly by the end of the week, today I think was my last, unless we do something tomorrow, dawn, which I yeah. don't think we're going to do. <laughs> um, uh, I, I was having a, a profoundly different experience on Friday than I did on Monday. Isn't that amazing? And that was just five days. And it's just, it's it's rich stuff. It's really, it's it's very dense, but also uh, you can grab it. You can grab parts of it quickly um, uh, and continue to sort of chew on it on your own for hours. Uh, so it's um, – it's, uh, it's What's your take-home? Like you've been – so you're in these movement education classes, mm -hmm. and it's one-stop shopping, mm -hmm. and you're doing brain work and all these concepts and principles about – how neuroplasticity works, how the brain works with the body, and you're you're in there, you're brave, you're just throwing it out to have an experience, and you're learning, potentially, to be able to do this independently. So what would you say your take-home is? What kinds of things have you taken home from it? Well, um, one of the main principles that I've, I hear myself thinking about, which means that it's like up for me and interesting is this idea of outcome, this idea mm. of thinking about what is, what is the outcome of my actions? Uh, uh, if I'm, if I, my, like, okay, my knee hurts or I'm having issues uh, about work. I mean, it's, this work can be translated across like, um, a variety of physical and, and kind of 
Right. It really affects everything. It affects everything. Because it's your brain. Because um, it's right. Exactly. So, so um, in being able to, I, I'm a big fan of troubleshooting. I do it for a, a living in a way. And the idea of starting at the end of a chain to to figure out what's working and then reverse engineer wow. the path mm-hmm. so that you can That's get so there. Beautifully. Uh, mm-hmm. is really interesting that. to me. Is yeah, it's really interesting to me. Reverse so, engineer. So mm-hmm. uh, it it it's been uh, as I've been alone and sort of you know thinking about the work. It's something that you do all the time is what's the outcome? And often I have answered like it's not, you know, it's not good. It's, it's not what I well, want. actually, what you say is like, how's that working out for you? Um, which is, it, you know, the answer is self evident. Right. So when you're talking about this work and you're talking about looking at the outcome, we have something called the Neuroplastic Functional Training GPS. And what that is, is that you're starting from your current location, which must be truthful. Because that current location, the more truthful it is, which includes everything up to that point in you. So you don't have to go back. You don't have to worry about how the rope got tangled. You're not going to be asking the whys or the whos or the whens. You're just going to be looking at where you are because you're a collection of everything up to that point. And that current location gets typed into the GPS, right? But then you want to you wanna be able to have a destination. And the destination is really what outcome do you want? I love it that, you're, that that's your mm-hmm. take home because the outcome is changed by you. And when you evaluate outcome, now you're simply looking at, is what I'm doing working or not? Is it useful or is it not useful? So I'm really proud of you that you've gotten that piece and that's your take home. That's an amazing piece to start with because then you can work back from looking at anything, hold it against the plumb line. And and for us, our objective, the outcome we'd like to see is does or do the choices that you make in your life, do they bring more love? Do they bring more healing and do they bring more freedom? Concretely, when you invest in something and you repeat it and you practice it and you make a map of it, is the outcome that you have more love in your life, more healing on your life, and more freedom in your life. And then you evaluate backwards and you say, okay, well, what I'm doing and what I'm investing in isn't bringing that. And what that does is it identifies something that you can work on to change with these techniques. So, Anne-Marie, you've been doing this for quite some time. Yeah, for about almost two years. Yeah, you've been doing it for almost two years. So what I'm interested in is, as somebody who's been practicing this, what kinds of changes have you had over a two-year period repeating this work, practicing this work, investing in and applying the concepts and principles that Bryce talking about, you know, neuroplastic principles, like how do you use and improve a thing? How do you repeat it? How do you uh, focus on it? Stay focused on it. Keep it important. Keep it at the at the forefront. Make it specific so that the brain can grab it. What kinds of things have changed in your life over a two-year period and, you know, be as truthful with, as, with us as you possibly can. What kind yeah. of changes have you noticed? So it's been incredible because when I when I first started, I, I immediately gravitated to it because the, from the first day of class, I've always been amazed with the brain. And it's just a huge wonderment to me. And, and so looking at the power of it. So when I first started, I did the same thing. Like I was like, okay, this is very different from anything I've ever done. I mean, it was 
had a lot of similarities, but never all put together in one package, Okay, which is what really makes it different. And so you kind of start off and you start doing this. And, you know, I, I would get off in class where I wasn't, you know, I'd just be repeating exactly like Bray's saying, you know, I'm just repeating the words, but not really um, putting it, mapping it and understanding but the more you go through class, you just keep drilling it in because you'll talk about a concept and then we'll do it in class or it'll hit me the next week like that's what she was doing. So when you're talking about repeating words, let me just define that a little yeah. bit for our listeners. So the repeating of words is not that you're, you know, saying poetry or <laughs> <laughs> or you're saying some special magical words. What Amory is talking about is she's talking about the technique of self-speak. And the science of self-speak is that whatever we say out loud, our brain hears it as a directive. So when you're talking about a neuroplastic change that you want to make, you want to use neuroplasticity to change your own brain based on mental intention, you're using the self-speak to be able to have the brain hear that intention out loud. And what the research shows is that if you put that, if you put that into words and you say it to the self, you're actually speaking to yourself. I'm actually saying, Lauren, you have permission to heal, or Lauren, you don't have to be afraid, that when my brain hears it, it hears it as neurostimulation, neuroinput, and it responds and expedites the process of neuroplasticity and learning faster than anybody else's voice, even maternal voice, which I find fascinating. So we're not talking about just randomly saying words or, you know, we're doing cheers or any yeah. of those positive. We just think things. positive. Right. <laughs> but what we're doing, or we're just thinking positive. It's not that at all. It's that you're, you're speaking a directive to your brain based upon the neuroplastic principles and the science and that mental intention is repeated to be able to get an outcome, like Bray is talking about. Yeah. And the outcome piece is incredibly important. I, I, that's what I grasp onto as well. Because one of my things, I'm a sugar addict. I was a <laughs> Let me just change that. Okay. I was a sugar addict. <laughs> I'm in the process of being healed I'm in from the being a sugar addict. Exactly. <laughs> and, and the... The true reason why it really clicked with me was when we did a class and you talk about outcome and exactly what Bray's saying is what I was doing wasn't working. And so you you right. you make that intent you make that note and so the next time you come up with that behavior, you say, I mean, my one of my favorite things is my yes is a yes and my no is a no. Yeah, that's one of my favorites too. And so that comes also from where's my destination, which is outcome as well. Right. So where do I want to be? I want to be healthy. And the sugar is not helping me be healthy. Right. And so when I go and my son's eating a Oreo blizzard right in front of me and I'm <laughs> salivating, I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, my no is a no. And I want to be healthy. And so you you do the self-talk, but then it becomes a lot more clearer in yeah. your brain because you go through the stages of healing like you were talking about. Right. And so Lauren also gets you into neurorelaxation. Right. Where you that's you, the optimal place to to map. To map and mm -hmm. to just, it's its amazing when you talk to people about when you are relaxed, how much more your brain can take in, can put out. Can print. Can print. Right. And so then it becomes, then you turn into narrow differentiation. Right. Where you're 
you're able to clarify. Look, I yes. Look at you, go, girl. I know. Woo, wow, where did that come from? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> my yes is a yes and my no is a no. And so ultimately what you're talking about is you're talking about three things. And that's what this technique produces. That's the outcome of the technique is that it teaches you to learn how to learn, to learn how to self-regulate. So when you're talking about your yes is a yes and your no is a no, what you're doing is you're self-regulating. And you self-regulate with uh, that's in a reproducible way with repetition until there's permanent change, mm. until it's automated. So when you think of some of us are in the age group where we actually <laughs> drove <laughs> <laughs> standard cars, right? And so we learned physically how to self-regulate the gas and the clutch. And mm -hmm. at first it was just, you know, it was like kind of cogging, like, er, 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 you know, <laughs> and then pretty soon it became smooth. And so what we're looking at is we're looking at being able to instruct the self and instruct the self based on the thing that is not useful to make your behavior or your response or your strategy useful to do it repetitiously until it's automated, like when you can just drive a standard car. And so being able to have the self-regulation, being able to say, I'm sorry, no, that's not happening right now, or yes, this is the direction you need to go in, where you can differentiate and you can say, this is where you need to go, not there. That's really valuable. Yeah. So, Bray, have you, have you understood that piece of this as far as self-regulation first? And then second, how do you think you'll use this moving forward? Um, I haven't, um, to be honest, I haven't had enough practice yet. Like I haven't been in a, my real life because mm -hmm. I've been in Good. this, in this um, sort of uh, monastic focus zone that isn't about like. <laughs> this fairy tale called Colorado. Yeah. Well, and also just like I'm, I'm like, I look at a mountain every day and I don't have like my, everyone's around me and my bills. And it's so beautiful. And there's like, you know, I live in New York City. And there's hot is, tubs. Yeah, there's hot, like the big activity is like, which hot tub do I want to sit in? Um, that's my main decision for the day. Uh, so, so I don't know yet. Um, mm -hmm. Listening to Anne-Marie speak, um, it, 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 I, there's a bunch of like, it's important to not for, – for me to not – because I'm very – I'm a novice and I don't have a lot of um, – the words are not uh, – they don't come to me easily uh, because I don't want it to sound like it can be reduced to some kind of like laundry list of self-help items. Like yeah. I would yeah. like to uh, – you know, it's like not a bunch of New Year's resolutions because it can – Exactly. It can move – it can be interpreted in that way um, without – without like some rigorous language and I don't have that rigorous language yet. So I'd like to just maybe not. Um, Put it in that context. And, and, spat, and spat up. So yeah. then your second question was. was um, How do you think you'll apply what you've gotten oh, just from this, sure. this beautiful little egg that yeah. you're going home with? Yeah. Um, I can feel already uh, a kind of a discipline, which I guess in the in in the terminology of the technique is is about self-regulation right uh that is kind of spanning across i can feel little uh shoots of plants kind of starting to to emerge mm. that uh uh it, it, it's from small ball stuff uh to much larger issues about 
um, how I conduct my own tape loops yeah. uh, from day to day. Mm-hmm. That uh, I mean, I do have physical things that I need to tackle, obviously, um, mm-hmm. but there are tape loops that I, that I run that need some interruption. Like I, I, the image that I often use is like a bicycle wheel, and I need to put like a stick in the spokes to kind of stop the wheel from turning because that wheel is um, grinding a little bit of a groove. And that wheel, that's mental intention. Right. So remember that neuroplasticity has a dark side. Yeah, right? exactly, mm-hmm. yes. So Which is- with this loop that you're talking about, you know, if you, if you don't regulate and you don't stop the loop, you're reprinting and printing and continuing to deepen pathways that produce something that's harmful right. for yourself or other people. I think that's so interesting. And again, not to get um, too, too like psychology about it uh uh, whatever life is challenging things happen and it's been a a tough couple of years for my family and uh i i feel suddenly like i've become something that i was not before Mm. that i've Mm. neuroplastic sized myself into a bit of a (laughs) bind yeah (laughs) into like i've bound i'm like like i'm a little i'm a little tied up i'm a little tied up and Mm -hmm. um even that language itself is enormously helpful because it means that I can get out. Whereas if, if and it's simple, but it's profound, which is what I was saying before, it seems mm-hmm. easy to grab onto, but the, the work is kind of relentless if you, if you in, a, in a good way, like you really, mm-hmm. it looks like a thin little patty, but it's actually like a hell of a steak. <laughs> and you can really kind of go to work on it. I for love a, your <laughs> visuals. I love your visuals. <laughs> you can go to work so on it for true. a while. Um, so, the the um the, the it, it's enormously helpful to not feel the the that the paradigm is fixed or that this is the way it has to be or that this is my personality or that like you know that you mean in your current location in my current location right right because because I've sort of I've 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 thought myself here and now mm-hmm. I can think myself I can intend Isn't my that way amazing? out yeah. right like that's freedom yeah. right there and it sounds it sounds. It sounds facile. It sounds facile, but it's not. Right. It's not. Because, you know, <laughs> the truth is there are many, many things that we use to try to get us out of behaviors or paradigms that produce things that are damaging. And I think that's why you're alluding to self-help. But there's a difference in this work, and I'd like to close with this. There's a difference in this work between having a practice that brings some sort of enlightenment or some sort of ascension or that becomes religious or any of those kinds of things, there's a difference between those kinds of practices which are productive, a lot of them. Some of them not. Some of them hinder us and bind us. But this practice is marrying science to spirit. That's what's so fascinating about it, is the science demonstrates that we are meant to learn, that we're meant to change, that we have the right to change, that we can direct change, and that there's a way to direct change. So it's the difference between uh, between some of the processes that are promoting themselves as self-changing processes. The the difference is, is that those processes are a lot of times concentrating on what needs to change. And what you guys are describing so beautifully is that this process 
shows you how to change. This is the how to change, the simple, practical, scientific way to change. How do you bring change? What are the steps to teach yourself how to learn? To teach yourself how to learn in a, in a rich environment that's loving and kind and patient and encouraging so that the brain naturally isn't inhibited. So you're positioning the brain for optimal differentiation and optimal learning. So I really appreciate both of you being here and being so honest and so vulnerable. Many blessings to you both. Keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. Keep going. Thank you. <laughs> you're this is so welcome. Life changing. Again, you're listening to the Healing Rebel. You can find us at the Neuroplastic Functional Institute. Our website is nfiheals.com. That's nfiheals.com. Upcoming are some more topics with some more guests, and we'll be discussing more about how to change and how this process affects people, even that have disabilities, people who are learning through disease processes and learning through self-obstacles easily. This is a very easy process. It's very straightforward. So we look forward to having you guys be on board with us next time. Remember to go online and to give us five stars or just tell us what we can do better. Thank you so much. Talk to you guys soon. Level Head Audio. Audio.